Warning, this podcast includes discussion of severe mental health disorders. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to Psychosis Is. I am your host, Aaron Wall. A few years ago, I experienced a major psychotic break and have since made a full recovery. Each week, we will dive into a story of psychosis and discuss their tales of struggle and recovery, as well as my own. I hope this podcast brings awareness that recovery is always possible, even when you have lost all hope. Let's welcome our guest, Allison, my mom. Very special guest this week. Hi, mom. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very good. Uh, I guess I don't really know where we should start because I don't really know where everything started for you. I know where everything started for me, but... Uh, where do you think everything started for you in my psychotic events? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the I'll never forget the the text message that I got from you when you said that, you know, you had DOR'd from uh, OCS, which for those that don't know, that means dropped on request from Navy OCS. Mm-hmm. And shortly after that text messages and among other text messages with you in that short I'm sorry short amount of time along with the phone call i immediately knew something was wrong that you yeah. weren't um, you know your normal self yeah so, uh that was kind of where the psychosis journey started for me although i didn't know that was psychosis at the time because I didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was either. I guess, yeah, that's different. Uh, I, the psychosis started for me at a different time because I don't know why I forgot until now, but I wasn't able to talk to y'all until I DOR'd. So I was alone. How, well, you said it was 10 days before I DOR'd that I was alone, or do you remember what the time was? When you went to OCS? Yeah. I don't remember like how long I I was at OCS until I DOR'd. I don't remember, unfortunately. You went on a Saturday. You went on Saturday, August fifth, and I heard we heard from you Monday, August fourteenth. Okay. So right at, at ten days. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it started. The issues started for me almost instantly. I don't remember if it was the first or the second day, but like I, when I texted you, I was experiencing racing thoughts. I was saying crazy things like my dad is the reason why I'm here and I'm going to get everybody sick and I'm going to get in trouble and blah, blah, blah. And I just, I didn't sleep for that entire 10 days that I was there. And Honestly, looking back, I don't even know how I was alive, like going through all of the stuff that I went through. And the uh, when I came, when I came and got you, I you were a the skinniest I've ever seen you. Of course, you looked worse because you know none of the clothes that they gave you, none of the PT clothes they gave you were small enough to fit you. So like. You, your clothes are hanging off of you. You hadn't showered in I don't know how long. Um, yeah. And uh, <laughs> so you just looked unlike anything I've ever seen before. 
it was just very jarring. And of course, I had to try to keep all that emotion in uh, because you were, you were, you know, concerned that I was there. You were concerned that I, that you were going to be in trouble. You, you just didn't know all the stuff that had gone on behind the scenes for me to be able to get there to get you, you know? So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that you had to do that. Honestly, I, I feel like looking back now, if you had shown emotion, I don't think it would have really changed anything. I was just so scared just overall, but back then we didn't know what was going on. So I think you did. Well, the best. I also didn't want to melt down in front of, you know, the OCS people. Yeah. Oh. We yeah. just wanted, I wanted to get you out of that environment. And I, I thought if I can just get you out of this environment and get you to the hotel, then you'll be normal. You'll, you'll, you know, you won't act like this frozen, incoherent yeah. person that I'd never seen before, you know? So. Yeah. And unfortunately I don't, really remember anything from OCS. All I can remember, I think, is Legman, which I remember his name now. Legman, he took me to dinner. And I know I freaked him out. And that's about all I can remember. Like actually have a memory of. Like I remember that I took a swim qualification test and I knew I took a PT test and I knew that we we went to, you know, the three square meals, but having an actual memory of anything, it's only like I have a memory of sitting in front of Legman and and he bought me dinner. And that's the only memory that I have because I told him that I hadn't been eating because I was afraid to eat because I didn't think that I could, unfortunately. You told us you couldn't shower, you couldn't eat, you weren't allowed to sleep. I don't remember any of that. (laughs) (laughs) You called us you were hiding in a closet in your room when you called. I remember that. Yeah. You, because you were afraid you were going to be in trouble. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, I mean, I mean, like I said, immediately I knew something was wrong. Your dad didn't, he just thought kind of similarly that I thought like, okay, it's just stress. And once we get her out of the environment and get her home, um, then they'll be okay. But by the, by the, when I got you to the hotel, that's also when I was like, okay, this, this is, you know, even more strange or weird than I thought. Like there's something definitely going on. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know what it was. So, yeah, and I didn't only- find, find out what it was until a month later, you know, in September when we took you to the hospital. So yeah, we took only- you to the, huh? The only thing that I can remember from the time at the hotel is when it took me like two hours to shower. Yeah. Do you remember that? I was in the yes. shower for like two hours and I don't even I remember had, actually showering. I had to get kind of, you know, <laughs> like you are going to get in the shower and shower. Like, because I mean, your hair was like, <laughs> and I just, I was just like, okay, just trying to get you to do normal things. Um, And, you know, of course, it was just difficult. Like, and I didn't understand. I understand now. I understand it all now. Yeah. Been through it and and actually not wanting to do personal hygiene, not wanting to shower, not wanting to brush your teeth, not wanting to brush your hair, not wanting to get dressed, not wanting to 
do anything it, that resembles personal hygiene is at least for you and I've discovered since can be a very normal part of psychosis for some people and for you it definitely was yeah, um it was big and so you know fast forwarding just a, a little bit and we'll come back but when you were in the hospital you know we asked them can you get her to shower and they said no you know because you were in a no restraint hospital and I didn't understand what that meant either. I thought that just meant like, okay, you know, they're not going to like hold you down or something, but it also meant they don't force you to do anything. So that meant they didn't force you to shower. And the nurse said, you know, we can encourage her, but part of her being in the hospital is us also observing her. And when she gets back to being able to do normal things without being cajoled or without being encouraged then we'll know that she's getting better. And so it was several days after you had been there that you did shower finally. Um, and then you were wearing, you know, two <laughs> pairs of pants, you know, and like two pairs of socks and yeah, kinds of funny things. You know, we can laugh about it now. Of course. Yeah. It now. Traumatic. Yeah. We, it was traumatic then. It was, it was just horribly traumatic. So. Yeah. So let's, Let's go back. Um, should we talk about what happened when I got back from OCS or how sure. I how we left OCS or because I remember I guess let me see what I can and can't remember because I don't I don't really know. Um you said that we got to the airport, right? And I was like afraid to get on the plane or go through security because I thought the FBI was going to come after me. Yeah. Yes. yes. You thought the FBI was going to come. Um, Gra Graham, you know, was there with us because she had come to be really a support system for me and for you. But, you know, when we got you out of OCS. And so, of course, something happened. Like Graham's yeah. plane had a problem loading. It was nothing to do with it, with you. But you wanted to stand there and wait to ensure that her plane was going to load. And then when it didn't load properly, you looked at me and you're like, see, you know, something bad's going to happen. Like the FBI is going to get here. They're going to take us all. It was, you know, it was just, that. it was just, you know, your delusions, um, which are normal when you're in psychosis that normally happens. Um, and so that I was so thankful when finally she got on, but I look back now and I think I'm so glad that I came and got you because I don't think I could have, I don't think that we could have convinced you to get on a plane by yourself at all, because it took a lot just to, to convince you to get in the car, to convince you to drive to the airport. You know, I mean, you weren't driving, but just to ride to the airport to convince yeah. you that nothing bad was going to happen. And then, so we get on the plane, you did sleep on the way home. I don't remember. Um, and then, yeah. And then when we got home, um, of course, you know, your dad was picked us up and we went to dinner with Tyler and Greta at BJ's and Greta and Tyler, time, Greta and Tyler, Greta is my sister. Uh, Tyler is her husband. Yes. Yes. And that <laughs> night dinner, you seemed like normal. You were like yes, making we, plans. Hold on. I just want to sidebar. I think I was actually in derealization at this point. Like, do like you remember, I used, to, I used to mention derealization a lot. I think I was just derealizing at this point, And that's why I wasn't fully in psychosis yet. Yeah, that's it, was I was like, going in and out. 
moments of lucidity and moments of where you were like, I was like, okay, this, she's like coherent and she's here with us and she's present. And then there were times when it was like, no, she's not. Um, you were a really good driver during this time, which now I know should not have been driving, but you know, (laughs) I made you drive everywhere that you and I went together. I made you drive because I was just like, we got to get her back to doing all the things. She's um, and then, uh, we, I won't, we won't mention any names, but then, you know, somebody that you used to babysit for called you and asked if you would babysit, if you would do some babysitting for them since you were back, you know, and things hadn't worked out at OCS. Oh, I, and- I got scared. All- I think I remember that I got scared and I cried on the way and I was like, come pick me up or something. No, you turned around and came home. Um, oh. and I called her and just said. Aaron's not ready to, to babysit. Um, and, and actually now I, many times looking back now, I think, thank goodness. Right. Because like, we didn't know what was going on with you. Um, in the moment when you said, yeah, you would do the babysitting, you seemed normal. And then when you left the house, you know, you seemed normal, but then something happened and on the way. And so I thank God that you didn't go right? That you came home, that you knew better. You knew yourself, right? You knew that you, yeah, I was not way too scared. I was like, I need to go home. You, I, I, right. So just little things like that kept happening. You know, I, I got you an appointment with a psychiatrist. Um, Is that the one that scared me because they reminded me of someone I don't like? Yes. Which you didn't, you couldn't explain that to me then, but you explained it to me after, which made perfect sense. But (laughs) <laughs> I mean, we took you to the doctor. You wouldn't, you couldn't wait, wait, even fill out the paper. Didn't, didn't that psychiatrist tell you that I was in psychosis? Yeah. So if I remember that. Yeah. So you couldn't even fill out the paperwork. Like it was just, I was like, and I was, I was like getting, you're getting frustrated. Fill out the paperwork. Like this yeah. is ridiculous. You're perfectly capable of putting your name down and your information, and you know, <laughs> and it just took a lot of time. So we finally, you know, got that done. Um, and we go into the office. You know, we go to meet the psychiatrist, and I mean, within five minutes, she told me exactly what was wrong with you. Really? Like, but wow. she's. I mean, we're sitting there, and she said she's having psychosis. She either either has, um, and this is what happened. She said she's having psychosis. She probably has schizophrenia. Like she just was so matter of fact. And quite honestly, I was like terrified. What the hell is psychosis? What is psychosis? And the only thing I knew about schizophrenia was not accurate information now that I know. Um, And she basically didn't. She did her job in that she diagnosed you correctly, but she did not do her job in giving any help to us because what she said, or trying to make us feel like there was hope for you because she said, therapy doesn't help, which we now know is not true. Um, She just needs to be on medication. And actually, I'm sorry, she wasn't a psychiatrist. She was a psychologist. Sorry. And she said, I can't prescribe medicine. You're going to have to get in with a psychiatrist you know, therapy is not going to help her at all. Don't even waste your time. Like it was just matter of fact and very helpful, but also unhelpful. So I left there just, 
Sorry, huh? if we had listened to if we had listened to her, I would not be where I am today. Well, well, I meant more of as if we listened that therapy wouldn't help. I wouldn't have been. I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't go to therapy. Right, that part, yes. But if I yeah. wouldn't have been, I was really at that point. I was just scared. I didn't know what was true or what wasn't true when I was like there's no way she knows what is the correct diagnosis and she was wrong about the schizophrenia part but she was 100% correct about about the like you were in psychosis at least you were having a psychosis episode in her office yeah so then we I remember that. and actually we went to pick up your boyfriend who came in that same day oh uh, I didn't remember he came yeah. in that same day yeah um we can and, say his name, by the way. He knows I wrote about him in my book. It's okay. We don't if, need to say if it ever comes up. So. Yeah. So he was there, and that was kind. Of, that was the beginning of the end. Not not him coming there, actually, but just that was. So it had been. So you know, we got home on the on Friday, um, the eighteenth. You don't have to be exact moment. Well, okay. I know looking at the calendar right now so we got home on friday the 18th and so then we went to the doctor on the 30th and which you know happens to be my birthday it was a great it was not a good birthday that year oh so, I'm sorry. you know took me to the doctor well i mean who you know it is what it is so for those two i don't weeks remember prior any of that, it, so i should also say for those two weeks prior to that though you know you we couldn't leave you alone i mean your dad i was, was having I had to go to work at like two o'clock in the afternoon. Thank goodness. Right. That my boss, you know, was so wonderful. I had to go to work in the afternoon and the afternoon, like at two o'clock and work till like eight o'clock at night to get my stuff done. Your dad had to go to work super early so that he could be home. But if he couldn't get home in time, then Greta would come and stay with you every day in the short amount of time that I wasn't that somebody, you know, that your dad wasn't there, but I had to go to work. I don't remember um, any of this. I know you don't, but you didn't want, you thought the FBI was going to come to the house. No, um, actually, I thought about suicide when I was alone. So I'm glad y'all didn't right, leave me. And you alone. said that you were scared that you were going to do something really bad or that something really bad was going to happen. So, I mean, you were not ever alone from the time you came home from the hospital, um, other than the short, that short time when you drove to um, maybe that go to the bank. But turned around. Yeah. So then, you know, your boyfriend coming, there was some normalcy in you that came back. He brought a lot of Aaron back, like just your emotions, a little bit of your liveliness. At the same time, he also told me that he didn't think anything was wrong with you. And I told him that I thought he was crazy. So, you know, <laughs> but clearly well, you yourself. Um, and then, you know, you went full blown psych into a full blown psychotic episode. Now that I know what it is, um, on, I think September. it was the night that we went to the pier, the pier cafe yeah. thing. It was I, that's the, the night I think it was. That's when it was. Okay, yeah. cool. I just have that right when yeah, I that completely that, lost it. We went to dinner that night. We had we I had some family that was visiting from out of town that you had never met. We went to dinner with them, and on that's on the way to to that to that dinner is when you were like in the car I just want to go to the light and, and we're all thinking yeah that's great like 
you, you thought know, I'm going to fix everything. Yeah. You were like, I'm going to, you know, just, I want to, I want to be in the light. The way you were saying it made it sound like, I, I can't explain it, but we were like, yes, that's, that's a good idea. Like, cause I kept trying to tell you, like, I felt like your brain was in darkness. Like I didn't know what I was saying to you. I didn't know what was going on. We didn't have the words, but, and I told you one time I said, I feel like your brain is like a sink that's plugged up. And once you it's remove the plug, down. all the stuff that's what, comes that's out. That's what it felt like to me. Like when a yeah. computer shuts down, my brain just shut down. Yeah. And so you said, I'm going to go to the light. So you closed your eyes and when, and your eyes, when you closed your eyes, they were moving really, really rapidly. And I looked oh, at your, I'm like, he's driving. And I'm thinking, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen when she opened your eyes. Like, so you opened your eyes and then you were like, that's it. And, and I, I think what happened, what I feel like happened is that you just embraced. I let go the craziness in your brain and stopped trying to, to control. It. Right. And you were like, let's turn off my cell phone. Cause if I turn off my cell phone, I'm going to die. And I'm like, okay, you're not going to die. So <laughs> I said, and you were like, turn it off. And I'm like, so I turned off the cell phone and you know, you, of course you didn't die. Um, that, well, that's how you, you had to like, sorry, that's how you, what you had to do to coerce me into, into, uh, into the restaurant, right? Like I, right. we had to leave my phone in the car. So your dad and, you know, Greta and Tyler and Shim all went into the restaurant and you and I yeah. were out in the car. We finally get there. Um, you yeah. ate a massive amount of food that you would never eat in your life. You ate carnitas, which you didn't really like, but you ate, you gulped it down. Like I was like, oh my gosh. And I remember um, they had tomatoes night. on it. Yeah, it even had to me. I mean, you ate those yeah. even. But and then that night, like after that, wait, hold on. Let a, me make a call. Let me make a comment about that. The reason my food had tomatoes on it is okay. because I was too afraid to ask the waiter if I could have them off. <laughs> I thought she would have been mad yeah. at me, so I couldn't ask her to take the tomatoes yeah. off like I normally do. So it then, uh, an hour to to pick my food as well. I couldn't pick. I think True. it took me a long yeah. time to pick. I think food. because that's what Tyler and I ordered and you were like, I'll just have what they're having. Like you just, oh. you know, yeah. <laughs> so then we took your dad to the airport and cause he was flying to Denver to go be with his dad and, and also a friend to go to, to a football game. And, um, I Did mean, it then the night didn't didn't yo didn't you like call him and tell him to turn around as soon as he landed from what I can remember or something? Sure. No, he had landed and and he you know he called me. Actually, I don't even. I, all, all I can tell you is this: I don't remember exactly, but at some point I started calling your dad and texting him and saying, "You need to come home because something is really wrong." Um and he he had no service or his and his the phone was off as well and he you know he was asleep and he woke up to like 54 text messages and missed phone calls and he told oh. you know his i gotta go i gotta get home so he came home the very next you know this that saturday and that night that friday night i mean things just literally what when i hell? think of the word crazy <laughs> i think that friday night was crazy i mean you know 
and poor Shem. I, I do. I feel so bad for him because he didn't know what was going on. We didn't know what was going on. He was distraught, distraught and trying to, everybody, to understand. Everybody was distraught. I was distraught, but I was, he, I know, but was, I felt, I felt bad for him because quite honestly, he didn't need to be there. Right. Like we're your family and we're there. And he didn't, doesn't, didn't know anything about mental health either. Not that we necessarily did at that point. I mean, I knew more than a, I think a lot of people, because we had done, you had done therapy for a long time, you know, when you were younger due to your incorrect now, you know, diagnosis, but yeah, he actually, he tells me a lot. Well, not a lot, but whenever I talk to him every now and then that he's, he, for a while, he still had trauma from the experience. Yeah, I, I was like, you need to go home because he was having, I mean, you were crazy you know, y'all went to the, to that bar. I think it was a bar, a bar with Tyler and Greta. And you were just, you wanted to go back to the apartment and Greta calls me her apartment. And she calls me and she's like, their mom, like she is, there's something wrong. She thinks she's living in the mirror. Um, <laughs> yeah. You thought you were like living in the mirror at Greta's house. So Greta brought you home to me and, um, then she went back home and Shim stayed at their house and yeah, I remember and that. yeah. And you went full on psycho, like you were, <laughs> I mean, just you were in the shower, out of the shower, <laughs> with your clothes on, no clothes on, you know, peed in your bed. I mean, you were just what? yeah, it was oh crazy. My God. And, and you also had superhuman strength. Like, I mean, you're tiny. I'm not tiny. Um, I was going to the bathroom. You ran into the bathroom and sat on me um, and like braced yourself with a door frame. I could not physically without have, without harming. like harming you had gotten, you, was able to get you off of me. I was able to finally convince you. I, I tried to get you to lay in the bed with me. Um, you were doing uncontrollable kicking movements. Um, and that you kicked the dog accidentally. Yeah. I remember um, kicking Posey. That's all I remember. Yeah. It was just, I kept calling your dad and, but then there were moments where you were like, I need help. And can you make it better? And then I'm really scared. And then it would go back to that, that loop you were on. I'm Jesus Christ. I'm Jake from state farm. I'm fucking Jesus Christ. I mean, you were just, <laughs> Oh my God. it was a constant loop. And then you would say, I need help. Please help me. And of course I didn't, I, that day I had kind of suspected that things were maybe, I don't know, coming to a head. So I had started calling around and it's, it was, I mean, it was like, you got to take her to the emergency room. Okay. Well, what emergency room? And then finally, after doing like three hours of research, I finally got the right info, which was that I needed to take you to this specific hospital here in San Diego County that has its own mini ER psych ward. Um, and so, but I mean, they don't advertise like that. It's just, I don't know. There's so much secrecy around mental health. So I figured that's that's what we're going to do. Also, Greta um, and a friend of mine um, 
went to get you some CBD oil or something. That didn't so, work. I remember that I spit it out because I hated how it tasted. Out. Um, we tried to get you to play. Well, we were just trying to keep you busy while your until your dad got home, until your grandma got there, so that we could take you to the hospital. Graham came on that Saturday. I didn't remember that. Yes, she was there. We were all there. Yes. So we were just trying to keep you busy and preoccupied, basically, you know, and you were just like, I mean, you threw the dice. We were trying to play the game. You spit the CBD out. Um, I mean, you were just running around up and down the stairs, lots of energy. It was just crazy. Shem came and said goodbye before they took him to the hospital. I mean, to the airport. Um, Hard thing. That was a really hard thing to watch. Um, Yeah, all I remember from that interaction is I saw the crazy look in his eyes. He was about to cry, I I think. Like, I know I freaked him out. I feel so bad about that still. Yeah, the hug was... was, Oh, yeah, y'all did, like, the longest hug. It was so emotional to watch because it was hard and he didn't know what was going on. I just, if there's one thing that I feel like I haven't probably done (laughs) is probably apologize to him for just not understanding what was happening and for him being involved in it and, and uh, just the trauma that he, I'm, I'm sure you know, experienced he has a lot of trauma from it whenever him and I talk, which is not very yeah. often, but I, he, he, one time he told me that his sister's dog or something got high and, and he like freaks the hell out because it reminded him of what happened with me. So. Yeah. So, you know, we take you to the hospital, um, thank and, and our pastor met us there and pastor Brian? You know, we walked yeah, he did. Yeah. So when we walked into the hospital, I mean, you were just on this. Wasn't he, wasn't he already there? Didn't he get there before us? He got there before. So when we walked into the hospital, he was on this constant loop. You were on this constant loop of just (laughs) saying the same thing over and over and over and cussing. So, and I had warned him before and he was like, that's okay. So then the hospital, thank goodness. I mean, they were, they were really good. I mean, they immediately like clicked into, oh, she's, you know, a mental health patient. So they yeah. immediately us back like me and you and Graham. Um, and we were going through just what had happened and your dad was doing the check-in part and they got you, there was a room available, which is not normal. Um, and there were, or not really a room, but like a bed. And, uh, it was just also sad because I learned like some of the people that were in that little ER, little mini psych ER had been there for a very long time waiting for a bed to open, you know, in a mental hospital. So at this time you were already back on your dad's health insurance. Um, thank God. God. And then, you know, you're, they assigned a psychiatric nurse to us and they immediately gave you a shot of Ativan. I um, know because I finally got to sleep for once. Yeah, you did. Um, I remember sleeping and like coming out of it. And I remember waking up and like, all I saw was dad in front of me and he talked to me and he was like something like, Shh, go back to sleep or something. Cause I hadn't slept in so long. 
I um, nice nicely. Yeah, so we got you checked in. Um, I guess I shouldn't say they immediately gave your shot out of it. Once we got you to the room, but I mean, of course, I had to get you changed, and then you ran down the hall like Bacon. a not drunk. And the pure, pure, the poor security guard. It was just like I've seen it all. Don't worry. So that was, you know, got you all settled, and then I was at that point. I was emotionally and mentally just exhausted from everything and your dad was like go home and sleep they've given her some medicine it's gonna be fine you know so your dad worked with the psychiatric nurse that they assigned she called the insurance thank goodness they were able to find you a bed at Balboa Hospital tune in to the next episode to hear the rest of my special story Oh, <laughs> my